Good evening, everyone, once again. Uh, I want to thank you for joining in for tonight's uh, teaching. Like I said, tonight I will be speaking on the topic, the effective soul winner. It's a topic that uh, is based on the book of Acts that we began last Sunday uh, in the month of October. And I pray that just as how God has begun to speak to each and every one of us, this teacher will not be an exception in the name of Jesus. Okay, so before we start, I just want us to pray a single prayer. The Father, as your word will be coming forth, let light shine forth in the name of Jesus. As your word will be coming forth, let there be understanding in the name of Jesus. I want us to open our mouth and pray that, Father, please, as your word will come forth during this teaching, let there be understanding. Let my heart be opened up. Let my understanding be opened up. Because your word says, A seeing eye and a hearing ear is the Lord that giveth them both. Father, I ask during this teaching that you give me a seeing eye. A eye that will see beyond the ordinary. That will see beyond the ordinary. That will see beyond the letters. Give me an, 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 an uh, give me a hearing ear. A ear that would hear beyond the letters. That will hear beyond the words that are spoken. A year that we hear this, that we hear, this, hear this, this, that we hear spiritual things, a highest that we see spiritual things, that we see beyond what is being said tonight. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. So tonight, like I said, I will be speaking on the effective soul winner. Uh, basically, I'll be talking about what it takes uh, to be a soul winner. I mean, an effective soul winner, not just a soul winner, because it's expected of us to to win souls. The scripture says that he that winneth a soul is wise. And of course, when Jesus, one of the commands that Jesus Christ gave to the disciples, and of course to every one of us, is to go and bear fruit, okay? And uh, to be effective in, in, in what God has, in the assignment God has given to us or delivered to us, to do it properly well, to bring results, to bear results or bear fruit, there are certain things that must uh, we must have in mind so that our effort will not be in vain. Okay, so I'm going to be reading from Acts chapter 1 also because we are still on that chapter. Acts chapter 1, I will read from verse 4. I will read verse 4, then I will jump to... Uh, verse 8, okay? Verse 4 says, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, verse 4 says, I used a word uh, that I want us to pay attention to. He didn't just advise them. But he ordered them is an order, okay, a divine order from above that they must not depart, okay. It was a command, okay, and that command was given uh, for a purpose, okay, because without them being baptized with the Holy Spirit, it would be impossible for them to to move ahead with the assignment God actually has given to them, okay, in in in, in the in the Gospels, okay, when He actually resurrected, okay, in terms of going to preach the gospel to the whole world, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, okay? They will not be effective. And that was why he ordered them, you know? It wasn't just an admonishment, but it was a command that he gave to them. Now, verse 7 now gave us an insight 
a better insight to why that uh, was an order and not just an admonishment. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Okay. Now he asked, he ordered them to wait at Jerusalem, not to depart at Jerusalem for the port for, for a particular purpose, which is for them to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, why he ordered them to stay put in Jerusalem to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, or why he asked them to wait until they are baptized with the Holy Spirit, is for them to uh, receive power. Power means enablement. Power means ability. Okay ability to do certain things ability to do work okay from an elementary science you understand that power talks about the ability okay to do work or at the rate at which work can be done okay so he wants them to stay put to receive that to receive the spirit so that power can be made available to them so as for them to be effective witnesses now he went further and said that when the holy spirit has come upon you say you will be my witness now now witnesses now he said you will be my witness witnesses for what to what okay what are they witnessing okay what actually are they standing to prove okay because when you talk about witnesses you are talking about a person who actually is there to prove okay the correctness or the truth to prove that certain things are true okay so witnesses to what okay or what actually are they going to bear witness to okay so jesus christ says when the holy spirit comes they will receive power so that they'll be able to be witnesses they'll be able to be his witness his witness say my witness okay we are not witnesses to anybody we are not witnesses to any other thing but witnesses of jesus christ so we must understand that uh to be effective okay uh in winning souls okay we must understand that we are uh, witnesses of christ okay we are witnesses of christ because it takes uh, uh the gospel of christ to win souls you nobody know, must understand that okay because uh, paul says in uh, in one of his epistles Okay, Paul says in one of his epistles in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Okay, so if we want to be effective as a soul winner, to win souls, to deliver souls from, from the snare of the enemy, to deliver souls from hell, okay, to deliver people from from the path of destruction, we must understand number one that the word of God or the gospel of Christ, okay, is very key. Okay, we can't preach our own gospel, we can't talk about our own selves, we can't talk about what we like and expect to see results. Okay, so it says that we will be his witnesses, okay, when we receive power as a result of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in us. Okay, so. Uh, for us to be effective soul winners, to win souls from destruction, to win souls to, from the kingdom of darkness into his into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ, we must understand that it is the gospel of Christ that will get uh, that job done. The gospel of Christ will get that job. I say we will be his witnesses. Now, to help um, to help corroborate that or help establish that, Acts chapter one, that same chapter. For, but this time around, we're going to verse 22. Well, I'm going to read from verse uh, 22 to 
21 it says so one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the lord jesus went in and out among us beginning from the baptism of john until the day when he was taken up from us one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection now this actually a part of 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 of, of an event where peter actually rose up among the people before the holy spirit came while they were praying in the upper room okay in jerusalem okay he stood up and he spoke about the vacuum that was created as a result of uh, of 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 the heart of judas iscariot the vacuum that was created as as a result of the 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 falling away of judas okay iscariot from his apostleship okay and because it has been written that someone else will take his bishopric and therefore they casted lots and they prayed that god will help them through the lots they cast to pick the right person someone whose heart is right okay and the purpose for which uh, that person will be, will be will be picked or the purpose of which that person will, will be will, will join them was what was uh, spoken of here okay he said that one of these men must become must must become with us a witness to his resurrection that means uh someone out of those two persons must feed the void which actually was created by Judas Iscariot falling away, okay? And the purpose of those men actually, uh, of that person together with the 11 that were, that were left, was to be the to be witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, okay? To be witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's why when you go back to verse, it said, Jesus Christ told us specifically, but you will receive power, Okay, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, okay, and the reason and what will happen therefore is that and you will be my witness, okay, my own witness, witnesses of my resurrection, okay, witnesses of my resurrection from the dead, okay, because understand that uh, Jesus died on the cross, okay, and rose again, okay, and uh, we understand from scriptures that if the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in us, it shall quicken our mortal bodies okay shall quicken our mortal bodies unto life okay so as christians as children of god uh we are sent to be witnesses okay and that's why the holy spirit came upon us in the first uh, instance in the first place so but the question now is why actually uh is this necessary why is it important for us to actually take this seriously take this seriously why is, uh, is power required okay why is the holy spirit required in being an effective witness okay as a child of god in, why is the holy spirit required in carrying out our the assignment god actually has delivered to us okay as a believer in terms of bearing fruit and being his witness Okay, so uh, why actually is it uh, important for us to be empowered, okay, to be effective witnesses, okay? And like I, I showed us, we are not just our witnesses to anything, but we must understand the nature of what God has called us to, that we are called to be witnesses specifically of the resurrection of Jesus, like we saw in Acts chapter 1, as I showed us. And also, it's important for us to know that... Um, uh, just as Judas actually fell off from God's plan, okay, at that point in time, anyone could actually fall off God's plan, okay? We must understand that 
uh, God's plan is constant, it doesn't change, but then the vessel that he uses can change. No one is irreplaceable, okay? And that's why you must understand that it's our responsibility to stay intact, it's our responsibility to stay where God actually can use us to assume that state, okay? And that's why the word of God says that if any man depart from this, okay, cleanse himself from this, if any man depart from iniquity, if any man depart from this, it shall be vessel unto honor, okay, and meet for the master's use. That means uh, there are certain criteria if we must be meet for God's use, if we must be, I must fit into God's agenda, God's plan on it. At that particular point in time, uh, we saw that it is the will of God uh, for for us as men, those who have been called by the name of Christ, to be weaknesses, to be uh, to 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 uh, actually prove to people, to prove to the world that Jesus actually rose from the dead, that the Father rose him from the dead through by His Spirit. Okay, but Judas Iscariot actually followed from that agenda. Okay, and one of the things that disqualified him was covetousness just as covetousness disqualified Gehazi from receiving the portion of the power that was on Elisha his master okay so we must understand that anyone could fall off from God's plan okay God's plan is constant okay but is the vessel he uses changes depending on uh, the states of that vessel so if we must fit into God's plan if we must be an effective soul winner number two we must understand that apart from the fact that the gospel of Christ uh, in its entirety is important in winning. So number two, we must understand that we must assume a state that God can use us, okay? We must be sanctified, okay? We must be separated. We must ensure that anything that would disqualify us, whatsoever sinful habit, whatever sinful character, whatever thing that would be found in us that would disqualify us must be dealt with, okay? So uh, like I said, why exactly is it important for us to, to be with the witness uh, to be a witness of Jesus Christ's uh, resurrection. Well, why is it very, very important? Okay, so I'm going to take us to Matthew chapter 28 now. Matthew 28. I'm going to start reading from verse 1. I'm going to be fast until I get to the point where I want to show us why it is important for us to be uh, a witness of his resurrection. Verse 28, um, chapter 28, verse 1 says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know what ye seek, Jesus, which was crucified. Okay? And he told them in verse 6, He is not here, for his reason, as he had said, Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly. Now he said, go quickly. Okay? Go quickly. He didn't just ask them to go. He said, go quickly. Because he knew, knows that, or he knew that it was an urgent assignment. He knew that if they didn't go quickly, I mean, if they didn't go on time, okay, certain things will be affected. He said, go quickly. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. 
And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All ill. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city. Now I want us to pay attention from this point. It says, Now when they were going, behold, some of the watchmen, those who were, uh, were, uh, were appointed to watch the tomb of Jesus while he was laid there, came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. I mean, the truth of his resurrection, that Jesus Christ was no more found there, an angel came and rolled off the stone. It was those watchmen that were, were, were that stood as dead men. If you could remember when I started the passage, you know, when the angel rolled the stone off. Okay, so they came into the city and told the chief priests all the things that were done that, had, that happened early that morning. Verse 12 now says, And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel now, they gave large money unto the soldiers who stood watch, okay, who actually were appointed as watch over the tomb, who saw the truth of his resurrection, saying, and what this was the reason why they gave them a large amount of money after taking counsel. Okay, saying, say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while he slept. Now take note, it says, say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while he slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade them and secure you. Verse 15 says, so they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews unto this day. Okay, that means it's saying that Jesus Christ never rose, but that disciples came at night and stole him. Okay, so by this act, okay, by this uh, coup that was planned by the, by, the, by the elders, by the Pharisees, okay, there was this saying on the same certain persons, even in Jerusalem, in our present day in Israel, never believed that Jesus Christ rose. Okay, so there were actually two uh, ideologies, there were two, uh, two uh, perspectives of things as regards uh, Jesus Christ. Some people believe that he never rose, okay, because of this plan that came to be. And that was why Jesus Christ said, uh, appointed the disciples, he told the disciples, you must wait in Jerusalem. It's an order because without the enablement from on high, without the divine empowerment, it will be impossible for you and high to persuade people of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's why the word of God says that else, except they see certain signs and wonders, they will not believe. Okay, they will not believe. In the early days, in the early church, we discovered that the, the gospel of Christ thrived so much because of the working the working uh uh, the, 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 the power of, of, of the Holy Ghost in the lives of the disciples, of the apostles. Take for instance, when Philip went to, 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 to preach the gospel, it was as a result of the, 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 what they saw, the workings of the Holy Ghost in his life that made them actually accept the gospel of Jesus Christ, that made them believe that Jesus Christ truly rose. Because we were told that if that same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dwell in us, then that same spirit is enough to attest to the fact that Jesus Christ rose to the dead by quickening our mortal bodies, by giving life to everyone a common contact to. So how do you prove 
to men that Jesus Christ is alive? How do you prove to men that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? How do you prove that Jesus Christ died on died and rose on the third day? How do you prove that truly Jesus Christ was the one sent by God? Is through the divine enablement, through the working of the Holy Ghost in our life. Okay, so we must understand that for you to be an effective soul winner, you can, you must. It's important we have the Holy Spirit. It's important we are endued with power for you to be an effective soul winner. The workings of the Holy Spirit must be evident in our lives. Okay, so there are three things I spoke about. Okay, first, for you must be an effective soul winner. The gospel of Christ must be preached. Okay, not your own gospel, not your own story, but the gospel of Christ. Okay, because you are called to be witnesses of Christ's resurrection. The gospel of Christ, which encompasses uh, the sufferings of Jesus while he was on earth, is death, okay, his resurrection and his ascension and what he's currently doing for us uh, in the heavenly place in the right hand of the Father. The gospel of Christ, which encompasses all of that, must be preached if you must be an effective uh, soul winner. Number two, if you must be an effective soul winner, uh, you, uh, you must purge yourself from all all appearances of sin or all habits that would deprive you of fitting into God's agenda, okay, for this moment, okay, because we are called to be witnesses of, of his resurrection. And just like as, as Jesus, Judas Iscariot fell off from that, uh, from that assignment, from that agenda of God, and uh, from that uh, plan that God actually had, anyone could fall off, okay, if care is not taken, okay, because no one is irreplaceable. Okay, and like I told us, God's plan does not change, but his vessel certainly will change. Okay, so if we must fit in, if we must be relevant in God's agenda, okay, in our in our present time, we must do away with every sinful habit. We must be sanctified, we must be separated, okay, for us to be vessel unto honor in God's and and number three, for us to be effective, so we now we must ensure that we are endued with power. We must ensure that the working of the Holy Ghost is visible through our lives. Okay, it's not enough for us to speak in tongues, but the works must be evident. Okay, the Word of God says, Jesus says that let your light so shine that people might see your good works. Okay, it's the works that brings glory to God. Okay, the works, not the speaking in tongues. Okay, the speaking in tongues is an evidence of the infilling of the presence of the Holy Ghost in you. But what actually convicts men, what brings men to the glory, to, 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 to the light of the gospel, okay, is the works, is the works that are shown through our lives by the Holy Ghost. And I pray that God will help us as we as we put these things into our practice, I'll put these things into consideration in the name of Jesus. So thank you once again for joining me for tonight's teaching. God bless you.